Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we're here tonight to talk to you about relationships on our Relationship Wednesdays. And um, we cover a broad spectrum of relationship topics. We talk about intimate relationships. We talk about work relationships, family relationships, relationships between parents and children, co-workers, um, just all of the the relationships and connections that people find themselves in. Because uh, Darren and I are very dedicated to helping people have some empowerment in their relationships and some well-being overall. Um, giving you some background, I run a thriving private practice in both Chicago and Naperville, Illinois, and we're growing uh, basically all over the country and really, really excited about that. So be, on the, so be on the lookout for ways to connect with us. Also hit us up on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Noel and Associates. Um, you can look us up at Twitter at Noel and Associates um, as well. Great. Um, my background is in corporate America here at Noel and Associates. I focus on life coaching, career counseling, and mock interviews. Okay. Every so often, Darren, I just want to remind you kind of what our backgrounds are. Um, we've been married 19 years? Yes, this will be 19 years. This will be 19. Oh, that's right, 18 years. So it will be 19 years this year. This year, yeah. Um, we have one child. Um, we run multiple businesses together. Yes. Um, so we we ended up spending a lot of time together, even <laughs> though we have uh, different things that we do kind of during the day. We We've done over the years a lot of different things together. Um, we go out and do public speaking at different um, venues and just talk about intimacy and relationships, how to make your relationships better and stronger. And we're really excited about helping people just develop well-rounded and just thriving relationships. Absolutely. Relationships are key to really key to life. The, the more successful you want to be, the more your relationships are going to play a key role in that. You know, the better you are at dealing with people, uh, encouraging people, because there's a whole bunch of different types of people out there. So the better you are relating to people, the better your life is going to be for yourself. Absolutely. So today's topic is um, your thought process is the problem. Mm. Your thought process is the problem. And let me give you a little bit of background on today's topic and kind of why we are going down the avenue, avenue excuse me, of your thought process is the problem. Darren and I are both process people. We're both kind of protocol people. Now, how we implement, implement protocols and processes may be different, but both of us have a way that we kind of like to manage ourselves yes. and the world around us. And a lot of people have come to us, couples in particular, saying that they're not achieving the success in their relationship that they want, or Darren gets a lot of people that say to him, um, D, I'm not excited. They're not excited about where they are in their career. Um, we hear people say, no matter what they do, they seem to always keep making the same mistakes and falling back into the same pattern. Um, people that are saying things like, it, it, it's like no matter where I go or they go, the problem follows them. And then people will turn kind of and say, why am I here? Like, how do I, how, how does that person keep getting in this situation? On the flip side, I hear people say, look, my, my, my brother and I, we have the same parents, the same opportunities, and he's much more successful than I am. Or that person across the street seems to have more than another person has. And how do they have this if we're as smart or I'm smarter than they are? Or you perceive yourself to be, right? Right. How can they have all of those things? And that individual not have those things. 
And it is my belief, and it, and I definitely talk about this a lot in therapy, so let me say two things before we get rolling really hard. If you have questions to ask us, the call in number is 323-693-3835. 323-693-3835. And if, because in our in our 30 minute show with you, we, we may not go into depth into all of the things you need for your personal situation. So if you want to contact to reach out uh, to Darren for life coaching or to get some options for therapy or, or even other services that you can have, give us a call at 630-428-2344. Again, 630-428-2344. And then you can look us up on noelandassociates.com. That's N-O-W-E-L-L-A-N-D, associates with an S on the end, dot com. Yep. All right. So the major thing here is our thoughts govern our behavior. How we think governs what, what, like, the base thoughts that we have in our mind will govern how we behave. You know, I'm going to equate it to a math equation. You know, I was struggling once in this math class, and the math professor said, listen, math, it's plug and chug. The formula will always be the same. All you do is look for the numbers to put in there to get the results that you want. And he was like, all you need to know is the formula, and once you memorize the formula, you just look for the other pieces to put into it. And once you put those pieces in, then it's going to give you the results and the like that you want to see. But if I, but in the beginning, I learned the formula wrong, and because I didn't know the formula, I never got the right answer. It's going to continue to give you the wrong answer because you have the wrong formula. Right? right? It's the same thing as, as um, a sport. I used to be um, on the drill team in the band when I was in high school, and there was a thought process behind we should all be doing the exact same thing. We should all practice for hours together. We should know these routines so well. And I learned them so well that I still know those. I can 50% of the routines, not every routine, but 50% of them, I can feel my arm. I have muscle memory, right. and I can sit right here as I'm talking to Darren, and I can do that routine in my head because the thought process was if you practice hard enough, then you'll get the results you want. So then I was like, yeah, practice makes perfect. And my, the, the one time a guy said to me, no, perfect practice Ooh. makes perfect. He said, so you've been practicing this move wrong for, like, weeks, so you didn't practice the right move. So your thought process, basically my thought process was off. I just kept doing it longer and harder and thinking it was going to get better. And he was like, no, you're doing the wrong move. So perfect practice makes perfect, not just practice makes perfect, okay? So the bottom line here is our thoughts control our actions. Our actions start to be the things that we do on the regular behavior, the behavior, the regular basis of the behaviors that we have. And the behaviors that we have end up giving us the, the, the destiny or not giving us the destiny that we thought that we had or the end results that we thought that we were going to get. And so we really have to be looking at core, like down to the core, how do you think about six? What are your thoughts about your relationships? What are your thoughts about your abilities? What are your thoughts about your limitations? What do you think about every little thing that you do? It will govern the way something gets done. Absolutely. So you have to see, is is my thought process getting me the results in life that I want, mm-hmm. right? And let me – oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was also going to say that you you can even think you have a good thought. Like I thought that practice makes perfect was a great thought process. Right. But actually what was better is perfect practice makes perfect because 
once I actually learned something and I got it down, the more and more I practice it, I can execute it at a higher and, and more quality level. I heard one one statement sometimes says, the things that you believe are true but are really not can really hurt you. Absolutely. You know, you know, I really believe that this is, this is a fact. I believe this is the way you ought to deal with people. I believe uh, this is the way I should live my life. But if you have if that thought process is wrong, you're going to continue to run the problem after problem after problem. I know I had one uh, project manager that I was dealing with before, and his thought process in his project, he always wanted everybody to be a group decision. He never wanted to make the I know I'm, at the end of the day I'm the head of the project. I'm going to make the decision. So he always wanted to have a group decision. But you know how hard it is sometimes to get everybody to agree on something? Mm-hmm. So the process always got delayed and delayed and delayed. But that was his thought process. No, I should never make the decision. It's always got to be a group. I said, no, this is why you need to make a decision. But guess what? He had that same thought process for a while. Because when I went to give him feedback, hey, you know what? Sometimes you need to make a decision and move the project along so you be deadlines. I went back into previous reviews that he had, and his previous managers gave him the same feedback that I was giving him. At some point, you need to make a decision to meet, move the project along. But he, he did not never receive that uh, feedback and never wanted to change his thought process. Why? Because he thought his thought process was right, and he continued to get bad reviews and poor feedback and demotions and things of that nature. But he truly believed that that was the right thought process. And as long as he believed it, it was his reality. It was his reality. It was his, and it was the reality for everybody around him too, right, that um, – Person X won't make a decision unless everybody gets on board. Right. So that can slow down work. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, I mean and see, here's the other thing. There's a company culture that we need buy-in. So somewhere he learned that he needed buy-in from everybody. Right. For either team player. For his job, family, culture, different ethnicities have different thought processes in different cultures. Uh, you know, what part of the country you're from have a different, different uh, thought process, speed of work, and things of that nature. Again, your core values may impact Absolutely. your thought process. Absolutely. Um, so, so again, write this down. You control your your actions. So, what happens is you start thinking a certain way, yes. then you start talking a certain way, then you start behaving a certain way, and then you press repeat. Right? You loop. press repeat. You start that loop. Now. Our thought processes, where do we learn them, right? Because some people, you know, some people, is it nurture? Is it nature? What is it? It's all of the above. You know, um, I've got a friend that has two sons, and they couldn't be dif- more different. They couldn't be any more different than they are. But they came out very different. I was there for both deliveries. They came out so very different from each other, yet She's still shaping them in the with in the environment that they're in today, right? Well, from from nature, they came out different. Came out the right. room different personnel. So you come out with a certain set of givens when you come out, right? Mm-hmm. And we we start to experience those with a baby as they grow. Some flavors they like, some flavors they don't like. Some colors they like, some colors they don't like. Meaning, some likes pink, some like hot pink, some like blue, some like red. So each person has their own preferences. But then we start to get our thought process process shaped for us by the people around us. We bump our ideas off of people, and and you do that from, like, zero to death, right? You bump your ideas (laughs) off of people, and then they push back or they agree or they align with you, and then we start to believe, oh, this is the way to think. Right. And once we get a thought in our head, especially if it's given to us by somebody we admire, I want to stop and talk about thought processes from people we admire. Sometimes we really admire a person. And the thought processes that they have may work for them, and it worked great for them. So um, I'll give you an example to one thought process. 
get a good job or get a good education, right? Get a good job, work hard, and then you'll be taken care of. That's right. one thought process that might have worked in the 1940s. Right. Another one. Take a company, big company. You stay with there. You do what they tell you to do. Do what your boss does, and you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Right. That's before layoffs happen, downsizing, jobs moving out of the country. Okay, mm-hmm. so a parent could tell that that information to their child. Mm-hmm. We say, but you may have to reevaluate. Say, mom and dad, I'm living in a different economy than you guys grew up in. Okay, my college uh, d- debt is significantly higher than when you the, the college that you came out with mm-hmm. in terms of ratio to income. I have to make some different decisions. Mm-hmm. So you've got to take that information or thought process that you had and right-size it for the environment that you particularly are in. You know, let me give you a thought process that people, you know, it used to be that everybody had a horse and buggy. You have a horse, you got a wagon, you got a mule, and that's the major, that was the major mode of transportation in the early 1900s. And here we are in 2016, and I, I would say almost everybody I know has a car, and nobody that I know, maybe less than 1% of the people that I know actually have a horse. Right. And of the people that have horses, none of them ride the horses to work. None of them take their horse to market. It's so odd to see a horse in public that when we're downtown Chicago or we go abroad or we visit another place and there's a horse, a crowd comes. People take a picture. Oh, look at that. They say, look at that cop on the horse. Would you look at that cop on the horse, Right. Right. Absolutely. And so the the thought process then was you got to take care of your horse because your horse means you get where you want to go. He helps you plow the fields. He does everything for you, right? The new process is I don't need a horse to do that. Now, if you've got old mentality and you're thinking, okay, the best vehicle around is the horse, and somebody else has a Lamborghini, and they say, hey, I need you guys to meet me 50 miles from here in about an hour and a half, Whose thought process is going to get them first, get them there first? Right, Lamborghini. The Lamborghini, okay. So, you know, you mentioned that with thought processes, but changing. You really got to think, is is my thought process I have now getting me in life where I want? And if it is, then so be it. That's great. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, the decisions I'm making based on the thoughts that I have is getting me in life where I want to be, then that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. If it's not getting you where you want to be, then you've got to change your thought process, okay? Mm -hmm. And it may, obviously... If if, it, if, that, if all you have is the thought process you have, you got it's got to come from outside of you to change that. Absolutely. If, guess what? If you knew what to do and you didn't have to change the thought process, you would already change it. Absolutely. Okay. So sometimes you got to get in. Okay. Well, let me start reading books. Okay. Because I may not know anybody in my direct um, relationship, sphere of, who, yeah. sphere of influence, mm-hmm. or, or who have influence on me directly, have the thought process I need to get out the situation I'm in. Mm-hmm. So guess what? I need to go to the library, go to the bookstore and find some books of successful people who have been successful in the areas I want to be successful in and find out their thought process on how they got where they wanted to be, be it finances, relationships, career, uh, spiritual growth, whatever it is. How did they get where they are? Because that's in the direction where I want to go. Let me find out what their thought process was, and I can read a book and find that out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you, like, you can either, one, find a, a mentor, like a flesh and blood mentor that you can touch, meet with right. all the time and, and have those things. You can go out and get a life coach, pay a fee for that. You can go out and get a counselor. You can go out and talk to a pastor. But it's identifying the areas that you think you need to grow in 
and identifying what thoughts have gotten you to where you are, what behaviors have led to you to where you are, and where you need to strengthen those, keep those the same, or change those. And some people, your thought process is great in 99 areas, but the 100th area where you're not having movement, your thought process may not be working there. You know, that's a great point because some people can have great relationships, okay, with their spouse, with family, but have terrible finances. So their financial financial thought process is, is work. And how many of us have met that person, great person, give you the shirt off their back, do anything for you, but, but not thinking correctly about money has gotten them to a place where they can't pay for things. Absolutely. Like when 2008, the, the house crisis happened, the economy happened, people that got evicted from houses weren't bad people. No, absolutely not. But the thought process about money, so, okay, so I remember when we went to go get our first house years and years ago, um, people, one person to- told us, they stopped us, hey, I want to talk to you for a second. So we're talking to them. You remember this, Sarah? Oh, yeah, definitely. And they say, I don't think you should have a house. You don't need a house. A house is a liability. Right. But they had a house. And they had a nice house. And they had a big house. But they were saying that a house is a liability. All you do is put money into it, but you don't really get anything out of it. That was their thought process. Right. That was that was their thought process. So, then we had other people that said, basically, if you buy a house, any kind of house, you've made it. That's another thought process. Absolutely. But neither one are right or wrong, but we have to develop our own identity surrounding income. Then, then when you get – because you're always being buffered by somebody else's thought process, right? So, okay, we go and get a loan. Well, you could get a loan for – we met a person. We can give you a loan for a huge house, Right. But if we had gotten that loan, we would not have been able to eat, right? Like we were, my, right, we call it house poor. Yeah. Right. My granddad was joking about it. Well, you guys could eat grits every night and sleep on the floor really close to each other and not be cold. You know, and a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. You know, have beautiful houses with no furniture, no food. But, hey, that's the thought process. Mm-hmm. That's what they chose to do. And, hey, if that's what they want, that's working for them, and so be it. Mm-hmm. Okay? But if it's not, so you know what, it's not really what I want, guess what? You have to change that thought process. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Derek, could you give some books? Before we kind of get into the different types of thought processes, I want to give out this list of books because I think that our listeners will really um, benefit from some of these books and getting some of the information. So this is aligning with us talking about when you identify where you have needs, where you identify where you're good, where you have strength, where you need uh, to grow on some things, where you need to change some things, then you might want to be looking for someone to help you with that thought process that needs to come from outside of you, right? right. And so um, we we just a couple of seconds ago gave you some options of places to get that. But one of the best places that everybody has some some, some contact or availability to get is books. So, Darren, who are some of the books? Yeah, these are awesome, great books. I've read all these books, and uh, some of these are really classics. Uh, the first one is What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Dr. Shad Hemstetler. What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Dr. Shad Hemstetler. Fantastic book about self-talk, reprogramming your mind, things of that nature. You know, what are the words that you're saying to yourself? Okay, building your self-image, uh, direction, attitude, things of that nature. Fantastic book. Uh, the next book, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Talk about finances, success, the laws of success. Um, came up through uh, Andrew Carnegie. That thought process is a very, again, these are classical books, classic books. Right, Thank and let, let me stop for a second. Um, they're not classical books. They're classic they're books. They're classic books. Yeah. Um, let me say that we've got, the list is some classic books and some, some more current books, but success leaves a trail. Great thought processes are very similar for certain things. So 
great thoughts about finances are going to be very similar from person to person uh, based on what goals you're trying to reach. So what we're suggesting is look where you need to grow, change, strengthen yourself, where you might need encouragement, where you just need some more experience on. And these books can help give you some of the in, the kind of assistance that you need. Okay. So go ahead. Yeah. The, the next one is The Magic of Thinking Big, The Magic of Thinking Big by Dr. David Schwartz. Fantastic book, you know, talking about your thought process really taking you where you want to go in life. You don't have to be a, a rocket scientist to be successful, but it's about developing thought processes and, and successful thought process and thought habits that can really take you where you want to go. You still don't have to be born with it, okay? Um, the next one, As a Man Thinketh, James Allen, really a small book, but very powerful. Just about, guess what? As you think where, where you're going to be, that's where you're going to end up at. Fantastic book. The next one, uh, Acres of Diamonds, okay, by Russell Conwell. Again, another small book, not too deep. Uh, Acres of Diamonds, Russell Conwell. Uh, two more. Uh, See You at the Top by Zig Ziglar. See You at the Top by Zig Ziglar. We was the first one I read in that book to talk about stinking thinking, having a thought process that takes you down the wrong road. Your stinking thinking is not going to help you be successful, but take you in an unsuccessful path. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the last one uh, is How Successful People Think by John C. Maxwell. This is a newer book. Read, actually, read this book right now. How Successful People Think by John Maxwell. Another very good book. I'm reading again right now, actually. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm also listening to a book on tape by T.D. Jakes about destiny, right? And so, and that's a really good book, too, because he talks about how you think determines what you do and kind of where you put your energy, where you put your energy. So, then, what are some types of types of thought patterns that um, the top ten types of thinking thinking? Yeah, so this is an article we found, Doctor, from uh, psychcentral.com, the top ten types of stinking thinking. And I love that terminology, stinking thinking. Uh, the first one is the all-or-nothing uh, thought process, all-or-nothing thinking. It's strictly black and white, meaning uh, if you're on a diet, okay, you're on doing a diet for 90, week, 90 uh, days trying to improve, uh, improve your health, lose some weight, you have one scoop of ice cream, oh, but now your whole diet's blown, you know, you're going to be off your diet, you're going to eat a whole quart of ice cream, you're going to stop all of your exercise that you've been doing. Hey, no, you just had a little, maybe had a one little slip-up a little bit, get right back on track and go. It's not all-or-nothing. Okay, so change that thought process there. Okay, the next one is uh, overgeneralization. When if something happens, you know, I always lose. I, 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 it, things never work out for me. Okay, make these big sweeping generalizations that always the nevers. Okay, I always have problems with this. I never get my way. Having that kind of a thought process. Let me let me talk about all or nothing a little bit. Sure. I think a lot of people mistake all or nothing with the idea of you know how you see a football team that says state championships or bust. Right. Right. Like when a team is trying to say, listen, we're going to go all the way or nothing at all because that you know like when a coach is trying to encourage a team win win win. A lot of people think that all or nothing is kind of proving that they're tough and that they can put everything into it. But what all or nothing kind of trickles down to mean in day-to-day life is if you don't get your way, you give up. Or if you don't get you don't get that particular goal, that everything else that you went for or worked for means nothing. I mean, right. it, it was it was not worth it. Or success has to be everything where 
um, we should be thinking or learning, or I feel as though success is, is some little things along the way as well. Absolutely. It's a journey. It's a team going for the Super Bowl. You know, the end state, yeah, we want to win the Super Bowl, okay? And what if, you again, you made it to the Super Bowl. Okay, we didn't win it. But guess what? That, that's a, still an accomplishment, okay? You won your whole your, – you won division. You won your conference, okay? And you made it closer than ever before. So, dude, next time, you can go even farther. So it's not an all or nothing. Have a, let, a lot of people have that. Let me tell you another all or nothing thing that I see a lot of clients coming in with issues about this is, and this seems on the surface to be a very good thing. Um, have you ever seen during the sports teams where whether the person win or lose, everybody gets a trophy? Yes. Y'all. That's all or nothing, right? Yes. Like everybody gets a trophy or, or nobody gets anything and everybody's a winner, which is okay, except for when, when these kids are getting into the workforce and not winning all of the time, then you see very angry, um, immature, immature type behavior sure. coming out. That, that's a big one now. One, the one, one night about the all and nothing got me thinking about that. The other one is a performance reviews, right? You know when you're going to get rate somebody on a rate of, uh, say, maybe seven to ten different categories, okay? And they're going to get, you know, above, exceeds, uh, below, whatever the case may be. And you can have uh, ten different criteria that you're evaluating an employee on, okay, and they may have issues in one or two, maybe satisfactory but not exceeds. And for them, sometimes they're all nothing. If I don't get exceeds on everything, you know, I'm a terrible employee. Or, like, wait, no, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You had several different areas that you excelled in, okay? Some that you, you did solid performances and maybe one you need to work, or maybe everything was a solid and you had two, uh, two exceeds. That's still very good. Mm-hmm. But some people take that as, you know, if I'm not all exceeds, Forget, I'm a terrible employee. I need to find a new job. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, more than more common than not, I hear people say if they don't get all exceeds, they don't feel appreciated. That's another. That's another it's not. That's I don't true. even think. Of, I don't know that a lot of people even classify themselves as terrible employees. I think what they look at is if you don't see what I'm doing because I didn't get uh, excellent everywhere, right. then you you don't appreciate me. So now I have to move on. And that's definitely a thought process. I hear people say it. Another all or nothing is, um, you know, I, Dr. Noel, I, I went in, I gave a speech. I didn't get a lot of class. I didn't get a stand ovation. Everybody didn't cheer me on, and that really means that I must not have affected them. Oh, okay. Um, another way that I see the all or nothing thinking is um, with the parents and their kids. Every time I tell my kids to jump, so to speak, I want them to do it. And when they don't, then I'm going to punch them really hard for the one time that they didn't because either they do everything I say or I don't, I don't like the way that they're behaving. Mm. And I think that's really hard for parents because, and even for a kid because, they're trying to kind of figure out who they are. Maybe they ate the cookie when you told them not to, and they get browbeat for that one thing. It's kind of like if you have to do everything perfect or else. You know, one, it's like a hundred percent, or it's really nothing. Or nothing. And so, one of the the problems with success is not we're not saying don't run for the gold, don't run for the championship, don't do your best, don't be the first in line. What we're saying is, if you come in number two, and I know what people say, who was the number two team in the last Super Bowl, or maybe the Super Bowl five years ago? Nobody knows, but the top two teams know. Right. But the top two cities know. Right. Okay, and so on our way to being number one, we have to be comfortable with comparing ourselves to ourselves and not to everybody else. Right. Yeah, I did the, I did the best, I did the best that I could. 
I performed to, to my maximum ability. Hey, here's where I got me. I can, I'm improved next year and come back and do even stronger job. Absolutely, absolutely. Another way that people have some thinking that isn't so great, and again, we're reading from Psych Central, is overgeneralizations. Um, when you see, when a person can see a, a single negative event, such as like a, a boyfriend rejecting them or being laid off for a job or um, maybe a salesperson isn't good to them or they don't make a sale, they feel like, I always feel this way. Every time I, every time I do this, um, something negative happens. I never, people say things like they never get what they want. Everybody feels that certain way about them. And it's kind of overgeneralizing um, based on one event. Absolutely. You know, and we got to be really careful with overgeneralizing because um, you there is not, I, I'm, there's rarely ever an all or nothing. I'm sorry, there's never really ever a always situation. Very rare, very very rare. It's always it's always happens. It's never happens. Very rare. Mm-hmm. But people say that all the time. That's, that's mm-hmm. Okay, let's Another, run through the other yeah. one. The other one. Would you leave off that? Overgeneralization. Overgeneralization. You have. Um, Discounting the positive, so if something is giving you positive feedback, uh, you discount the, oh, that, that's no big deal. Even though someone's congratulating you on the work that you do, you discount that positive. Another one is mental mental filtering, mm-hmm. where um, you pick out a single negative detail and you kind of dwell on it all the time. Right, okay. Next one is jumping to conclusions. I, I call it assuming the negative. Okay, you jump into conclusions. Uh, if you're having an issue, oh, you know, I'm going to assume the negative. I'm assume no matter what's going to happen, uh, something bad is going to happen over there. Okay, so you okay. jump to a negative conclusion. Okay, uh, emotional reasoning is another one. Um, somehow, some people could feel this. You know, I feel hopeless, so therefore, I really am hopeless. Just because something you feel one way as an emotion doesn't make that the, really the reality of it. Okay, you just have an emotional reaction. But, okay, I felt that way for a moment, but let's get over that. And go ahead. Magnification, that's exaggerating the importance of your problem. And here's, I'm going to add this on, it can also be exaggerating the, the importance of your success as well. Yes. Um, you know, just making one thing like, whoa, like my mind is blown, boo, that kind of a thing. Okay. Another one is labeling. Okay, someone's talking to themselves, I'm a loser, I'm a fool, I'm a jerk, everybody's a jerk, you're a jerk. Putting labels on people, a label on yourself, okay, in a negative, in a, with a negative label in particular. 